dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Depending on how you're listening, you've either been with us for a while or you haven't heard us in a week. <laughs> um, guys, as always, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, Podbean and and Twitch. Twitch, uh, thanks so much for uh, being with us. Um, say today's topic is one that you and I absolutely love. Um so we're going to we're going to do a fun little thing. We're going to hop on a couple of different reddits, read some people's things and give our opinions on how to fix it without reading other comments of idiots that don't know a damn thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, we were uh <laughs> we were sitting here and something popped up and I was like, "Man, we can get this person out of this really really quick." Yeah, I want you to read that one. Yeah, so uh I'm 31, which doesn't really matter. $18,000 in debt and making 34 an hour. How can I get out of this? I'll break this down. I work in logistics, 34 and $34 an hour as much as I can and have been averaging $90,000 a year with overtime. Debt is as follows. 5,000 left on an auto loan. Okay. 10,000 K 401k loan I took out during COVID when I wasn't getting OT. Three thousand dollars in credit card debt. Ten thousand in the four hundred one k loan. Yeah. Wow. So I live, <laughs> I live in a rat infested apartment outside oh. outside of the city, paying nine hundred a month. After utilities, it's more like thirteen hundred a month. So we'll say thirteen hundred all in. My monthly car payment is three hundred a month, but I've been paying six hundred, trying to pay it off, without overtime. My bi-weekly paycheck looks like sixteen hundred after taxes. So uh, I have literally no money for savings. Every paycheck goes directly to my bills. The rest is debt. If I ever need to buy anything, car repairs, medical bills, I put it on my credit card because I have the cash for it, thus keeping the hamster wheel. Uh, I can't afford to ever take a girl out for a date, nor would anyone want to date me. <laughs> So, uh, sorry, this is from the, the person itself. I don't know what to do. I just want to live in a clean environment and have money to ask a girl for a drink. So, I, I think mean, my first suggestion is stop paying 600 on your car. Okay. Um, because we've already, there's an end date on that. You and I talked the other day about end dates on yep. loans. Yep. There's an end date on that loan. Yep. Okay, let's say they just took it out and it's a seven-year loan. It's there's still an end date. Okay. Um, I would say first and foremost, you need to pay off the credit cards. The 401k loan's already coming out of your your paycheck automatically. Yep. So I wouldn't worry too much about that as well. I would work on paying off the credit cards and then trying to put some money towards some kind of emergency fund. That way, when things go wrong, you don't have to reuse the credit cards. Right. Um, and I say, I agree with you. You know, I'm a little confused by this uh, writer because, mm -hmm. you know, they say, hey, after after uh, my stuff. So without overtime, my biweekly paychecks looks like 1600, but they go to say they've been averaging 90,000 with overtime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so biweekly is 1600 but a $90,000 weekly paycheck is 1730 minus taxes. So, like, they're at $1,500, let us say, $1,400, let us say. So, I mean, that's, now it's 2800 every biweekly. So, I'm a little confused by that. But, um, you know, if we were just to use the the 3200 I mean, we take out the 1300 for their apartment. And we have a minimum payment of three hundred for a car, mm -hmm. so that's sixteen hundred. Um, you know they have. They haven't told you know. I say I agree with you. So the pay, 
and I'm assuming with the 1600 after taxes, um, that's including that loan payback for that 401k. I would assume. So, I mean, we have to. Um, and so we have 16. So really we're at, we're at 1600 extra dollars. And I, you know, it sounds to me, I mean, if you're only paying 300 extra towards that car and you're still broke, you're eating out mm, way too much. Probably. I mean, 1600 bucks is because you mean, have you have all your bills covered he says that he can't afford to take a girl out but what else can it always goes back to what can you cut right okay are you paying for netflix hulu disney plus yep. or do you not have that depending on how old you are can you get away with maybe one thing right um can you get away with you know eating ramen for a month right hot dogs i mean hot dogs you know i mean if you peanut if, butter and jelly let's say yeah, I mean, you know, even I say, you know, quit being a Nick and uh, thinking you need four meats on your Italian sandwich. Just go with, uh, you know, ham, ham or four pieces of salami yeah. and one piece of ham. Yeah. I don't need five pieces of ham and yeah. five pieces of salami right. and two pieces of turkey and, and some cheese. <laughs> Might as well have that pepperoni, baby, because yeah. I'm already here. Um, you know, my red wine vinegar. Now I really want a sandwich. Um, You're not eating carbs. <laughs> not, but I can put it in a wrap. It's okay. Um, no, but you know, so to me, from the numbers they're showing, I mean, we have sixteen hundred extra, and if we do the three hundred, that's thirteen hundred extra. Okay, so I don't know how far away you live, what you're using in gas, things like that. So there's not everything that we need here, mm -hmm. but this is why we talk about budgeting. So have everything. I mean, you did a really good job at kind of knowing what your debts are, which yeah. most people don't know exactly what their debts are. Well, right? and also what they're paying, you know. For living expenses just for rent and yeah. utilities. I say, and I'm really happy that they, you know, 400 for utilities included, you know, it's so good for them for knowing that. And again, it's a rat infested place, which sucks, mm -hmm. but you know, let's, let's get some stuff to get rid of the rats. You say, well, you know, I mean, it says landlord or, you know, so. Yeah, but uh, still. But yeah, right. I mean, charge it back to the, yeah. to the landlord, unless it's in your lease that you're responsible for it, then really you should have then that type of take stuff. Take care of it. Um. You know, and say people, I don't think people understand that they can actually change the community, right? I mean, they really could go in um, and do it. But we, we have a suggestion here as well. Yeah, what's that? Uh, so Vanessa wrote in, uh, Dollar Tree dinners on TikTok is an excellent source of cheap meals without eating hot dogs every day. I thank you so much for that suggestion. That's I, a I, great suggestion. Dollar, dollar Tree dinners free. on TikTok. Oh, dollar, like the dollar store. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I mean they have frozen foods and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I said before I started this diet, that was one thing I told you I wanted to do. I was like, I want to, but it'd be hard to get my wife and kid to do it. But like, yeah, I want to prove to these people because you know we did it. My wife and I, we tell it all the time. My wife and I did it for three years. I mean, literally nothing. And we save went, a lot. Yeah, when we went out to eat, um, we went out to eat. It was to Russ's for seven dollars for burger and fry. Right? Yeah, like, and we didn't get pops. We didn't get anything. Like when I tell people this, they're like. Mm. I was like, look, when I tell you I didn't have internet up until like a year ago at my house, I'm not fucking lying. Like I, you know, I didn't have this. Stuff. There are certain things you were just willing to do without because you weren't spending money on it. Anything like I, I'm not a huge spender, right? Like, sure. I'll go out to the bar and spend beer, but, um, you know, I it just, but back then, back then I didn't do anything, yeah. man. People don't understand this, you know? My my biggest consumption was fuel because we'd mm -hmm. we'd go see things, right? Yeah. Like I didn't have to go spend money to see it. Yes, it's fuel and stuff like that, but like um so to me, this person really, you know, just just focus, you know, if you have nothing left on thirteen hundred, I mean you're yeah, you're you're probably eating out. I'm not gonna call it Starbucks. I mean, I'm not gonna say share that post with me. That way I can respond that we answered his question on Bucks and Bruce. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how to share it. So, uh, besides screenshotting it, uh, so that's a David thing, but you know, if you're, if you're $1,300 extra, I mean, this is again, David, this is without overtime, but now this person is telling me he's averaging 90 K. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I look at that and say 1730 times four, uh, is six thousand nine hundred and twenty-three dollars, right? Yeah. Um. Now, if we take away their expenses, they said it was thirteen hundred for a living. Yep. They said it was six hundred dollars for a car. They said it was. 
401k loan. The 401k. They didn't give how much that was. They though. didn't. Well, they said, you know, 10,000 and you have to pay that back in a year. No, I don't or think. Is... No, they just take a certain amount of money out of each check. Okay. I, I think it's within three, I believe. Within, okay. But, you know, so even if we take 10% of this away, right? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's do 600 bucks, right? Um, minus 600. So 5,600 and I mean, where, where is something's really off here? Yeah, there is. They're, they're doing something or they didn't let us know about student loans. Maybe, maybe I, right. I mean, we don't, we don't have, well, they're, saying, they're saying 18,000 in debt. I mean, so if they're not adding that, but really, I mean, if you're doing this, you, I mean, if you're telling me you're making 90, but then telling me on, so you're either a not working overtime. So you're lying to me about that or you're not doing, you know, or, or you're, you're missing some debts or you're missing some payments somewhere. Um, because in, in my book, I literally just came up with you a bare minimum. You have 5,000 extra dollars. Yeah. Right. And if you have a $3,000 credit card, I mean, you should be able to pay that off in a month. You, even if you paid that off in one month, right? $3,000, David, we are still sitting at $2,000, 26, but yeah. I, I'm going to add more to that 401 payoff and I'll take another 600 off just because um, I'm at 2000 extra dollars in this month. And so now we we're, we're still ahead. <laughs> so on what you're telling me you make, we're ahead of what you originally had for the, the bi-weekly paychecks because mm-hmm. granted i only did two paychecks a month i didn't add the extra quarter or whatever it was you know um but yeah so something something is not right here um you know i'm not sure if you're 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 just missing a little bit of information for me yeah to, for me to help out more because but so i guess our first advice is right make your minimums on the car because it's already built into as a credit yep pay the credit cards off because those are compounding interest and it's going to be a constant thing. Um, that 401k payment, again, that's coming out of the paycheck. So let it, let it kind of run its course. Also the economy is doing some things. So like letting it, letting it go in over a period of time will let you reinvest differently. If yes. Um, you know, so, Hey, you know, uh, instead of putting $10,000 $10, down today and, the, and, and let's say the market tanks tomorrow, well, you know, then then you're screwed. So now if the market's up, then yeah, you look like a genius. But now you're letting it build its time and you go, hey, I have I have the thousand dollars every month or whatever the heck's going in. So yeah, this month it made some money that it didn't. So you, I I like the idea of I, I never take a 401k loan. Granted, no. I understand it was free, but let that money keep growing, right? That's gonna be your wealth later in life. Um so yeah, we'll we'll reach out to this person and get a little more information, but and you you and I, we just did the math. You have somewhere between sixteen hundred and two thousand of extra dollars that are unaccounted for, um, and we should get that figured out. Yeah, let's find out what exactly that is and and see if we can help. Yeah, even more. What'd you pull up? So, speaking of four hundred one k's, I switched jobs and now I don't have a four hundred one k. Okay, I opened a Roth IRA and maxed it out. But is there anything else I can be doing? Oh, yes. all I know about investing is max out your four hundred one k which I have done for years. I switched jobs a few months ago and everything is great. Um, it looks like a long-term fit, but I'm going to need to get better at investing. Any advice is appreciated. So there's a lot of options out there. Yeah. Um, Roth IRAs and IRAs, you're still limited on how much you can put in. Correct. Um, so, you know, max that out because... If you're used to maxing out your 401k, you can still max that out. I would absolutely choose a Roth because we're hoping that, you know, our salary then would be more than our salary now. Yep. Um, And, you know, if you make the right investments, it will be. Yeah. I mean, depending on the age that you are, right? Um, I just say, I I hope, I hope you're young and starting it really early so absolutely it's, it's you know. um i i would look at some other there's some great investment tools out there you and i love betterment right love index it. funds and yep. so you know to me you don't have a max but you're, you're going to pay taxes on the gains over the year you are um but they take a really low fee uh betterment's going to be a sponsor for us they just don't know it absolutely uh, say and uh you know we 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 
I invest weekly in mm-hmm. the betterment. I know you do. Mm-hmm. Caitlin does. Um, you know, it's, it's a tool that you can, you can constantly do and you, you have your cash, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you need it, if, if something comes there, but you should be using it as a retirement type thing. Absolutely. Um, so that's a great tool to use. I love some of these robo investors, whether it's uh, stash or public or yep. um, acorns. Yep. Um, they allow you to buy fa- fractional shares, a lot of them. So you don't have to, you know, have $300 to buy a stock of Apple or whatever Apple's going for nowadays. Yep. Um, and you do pay to use some of these like public's free, but you pay to use stash. It's three bucks a month. You pay to use acorns. I think it's three or five bucks a month, whatever it sure. is. But, you know, there's ways you can earn free stocks with these as well. And, you know, that you can reinvest like with acorns, if it's tied to your, credit card they'll or debit card they'll throw the change into your account yep so you know if you spent 212 it'll take what is that 80 88 cents 88 cents yeah couldn't do that math quick enough (laughs) um and they'll throw it in your acorns account and you know you'll you'll be buying stock with it which is great because then you're still reinvesting that stuff yep um i i always suggest dividend stocks if you know enough about the stock market i don't suggest it for people that are novices and don't know anything but if you get dividend stocks reinvest those dividends because you know you're at that point always buying free stock with it yep um well and say you know and i i think that they're you know so and if you're if you're just wanting to it to be retirement right i mean uh mutual funds right i mean good good growth stock mutual funds is is something something that's gonna get you longevity over a period of time. So, um, you know, I'm very happy the fact that you're in a spot where you can invest and you want to invest. That's, that's great. Keep it up. Um, so I hope that that's some decent advice for the person. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I say I'm in so much debt. I want to cry. I mean, we all feel that at times. I never thought I'd be in the situation, but here I am. I make $1,600 every two weeks. So, uh, Right now, there's a total of 6600 between two credit cards that I owe. That's not counting the bills from the vet. This sounds like a David. For about $900 or Best Buy credit card for that. And it's like 1900 Sorry, I should be clear. $1,900. I'm so in over my head. I don't know what to do, where to start, or if I can get out of debt. I'll have to pay, I'll have a pay increase in June from $20.50 an hour to either $22.50 or $23.50, depending on the job I get that pays $23 or not. Uh, But I still, I'm still just very overwhelmed. If anyone that sees this has advice, of course, I know to not use them as frequently I'd love to hear your advice. So send that one to myself too, so that we can address them as well. Yeah. Uh, so this one's, this one's harder for us to answer. Yes. Because we don't know what your bills are. Right. Um, you know, the, the one thing I'll tell you is I'm not a fan. Here's the only time I want to be clear on this, David, what you need to do when you use a Best Buy gift card is credit have card. the cash. Credit card. Right. Well, say, well, not sorry. Yeah, Best Buy credit card. You have the cash to pay it off, right? Yep. There, there's really nothing at Best Buy that you need today. Not a damn thing that you need to take debt for, right? Um, the say if you went and bought five PS5s when they first came out and you're 1900. You would have guaranteed to sell them and make money. So, Absolutely. Like, you know, I could see it if you don't have the money to back it up, but you know that that's like the thing that's going to get it to you. I almost under, but I wouldn't do it with three. I'd only do it with one and take the risk. But right. it, it, nothing is a guarantee in life, but I would take that one risk, right? Um, just so you could help yourself get out of more debt. Um, say, you know, I, so 1600, you know, you're going to get $3 an extra hour. Um, that's $120 a week, mm-hmm. right? On 40 hours. So that's going to be absolutely huge. So I'm going to tell you, 
a total of 6,600 between the two credit cards. One, what I would do is take a look at and see, can I find a credit card that's 0% interest that will allow me to roll it over? First and foremost, it's the biggest thing I'm going to go do. I'm not a huge fan. David is a fan of credit cards, but you have to use credit cards responsibly. Correct. As you know, as you get into this. So I'm, I'm going to tell you, you have good credit. Yeah. There are cards out there that will charge you a 3% balance transfer fee, which sucks. You're paying 3%. Yep. But they'll give you a year to pay it. And you'll have 0% interest. And correct. So suck it up and pay 3% of 6,600 bucks, transfer yep. that over. And you got a year, no interest to pay it. Yeah. And so you're, you're paying $200 right. rounding up. And, but now, and you're paying way more than that in finance charges. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, so 6,600 and let's just, what's a normal credit card interest rate? 23%. Okay. You say times 0.23 is 1,500 divided by 12 is 126. I mean, so one month you've saved or so you, 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 you'd be out an extra 80 bucks. Yeah. I say. And then and that's just one month, just one month. Right. So now we're 10 months. So now if we do this, right, we're, um, so we're going to pay the extra 200. So now we're at $6,800, um, minus our payments. So divide that by 12, we need to make $566 payment and we'll be, we'll be out of that in, in, in the year. Yep. Right. Um, say, so, and if you, you know, if you can't, if you can't do that, you know, hopefully you've been, I mean, you need to make that guaranteed minimum payment type thing to keep your credit really good. Month 10, we're going to open up another one for 0% interest. Do it again. And at this point, we're going to be, I don't care if we're halfway, right? Uh, so now we're, we're at 33, oh, sorry, 3,400 um, for halfway. And we we pay another $100 now because of the 3% rollover. Yeah. So you're at 35 I mean, you're going to get there in that next, in that next year guaranteed. Absolutely. So, um, that's, that's the hate to do it that way. I do, but it will work. But again, I say, I don't know. I don't know anything about their, their other bills. Yeah. Uh, your, your veterinary $900, uh, David and I disagree upon these. Uh, yeah. I'd so, pay that without a question. Of course. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm hoping that that's an interest-free thing with the, with a vet, right? That they, you know, so my guess is they put that on the credit card, which you could have gotten and gotten care credit, which is 0% no. interest. I say, yeah, it will say it's not counting the $900. Um, I say, but I don't know. And then it says the best buy credit card. So that's three and, credit cards. And the best buy credit card. I, there's never a reason to have a store credit card because Ever. no store has anything that you need. Right. Um, and you know, if you, if you were telling me, Hey, I'm buying food, then we're gonna have a whole different conversation. Yeah. Right. But, um, oh yeah. So, um, I, I guess that's the biggest key for us is, Hey, consolidate your credit cards and do a 0% credit card or as much of it as you can and do a yeah. 0%. And so the, the trick, the hack, okay. Let's just say you only get approved for 3000. Yeah. Open two on the same exact day. Yeah because credit doesn't know that you've pulled it it's cheating the system it is so now you'll have two of them that give you the same offer of three grand and you just go yep yep i'll take them boom roll them into it and now you have now you have these so yeah. um because yeah, if you wait longer than a day it'll show on your credit that hey you have an open line but otherwise it just shows hey i kind of screwed this up here you go so all right this is a fun one I received a random Zelle for $1,625. Oh, no. Hello, Reddit. I had an odd situation. On Sunday, I received a Zelle payment for $1,625 from a name I had never heard of before. Also, I never got the text I usually get when getting my Zelle payments to receive the money. It just went into my account. On Monday, I called my bank and asked them if they could reverse the payment, and the bank said they would. However, as of this morning, the payment is still in my account, and the funds are no longer pending but fully available. Here are my questions. One, is this a scam? Two, is there any way I can return the money? Thank you for your help. Um, first off, you don't know this person. Right. So is this a scam? 100%. Because you don't know them. You don't know them, yeah. Um, could it have been a mistake? Possibly. But you're still responsible for that. Correct. So 
Zelle is just like Venmo or PayPal or Cash App, any of these things. Um, so you can send money to anybody you want, and they could have just made a mistake and sent it to the wrong person. Yep. But in that case, they're going to want their money back. So don't go spend it. Um, is there any way you can return the money? Uh, you're going to have to work through your financial institution to do that because it's already in your account. So there's not a whole lot else you can do. Um, just to take a quick break here, uh, Vanessa, they're going to kick us out of the live here in a minute. So I'm going to just restart it right back up so you can hop back in, okay? Um, because they limit us to 120 minutes because they're dumb. Um, so close, exit, new live show. Um, no, and, and yeah, no. So if somebody didn't get it right within however long, they're going to go, Hey, this went to the wrong person. They're going to get their money back. They're going to take it from you in one way or another. Right. Yes, absolutely. You, you are not entitled to that money. Um, just, you know, so if you find money on the street, you actually have to make a valid effort to try to find the owner. Right. Um, so if it's a dollar, and, you know, even even if it's a dollar, you're technically supposed to say, you know, you're supposed to go, oh, anybody drop this. And, you know, but because you have to find the rightful owner of the money. Um, this one's. Uh, a little bit more confusing. OK, I love confusing. No. Um, all right. I inherited my mom's 401k. She had with Delta Airlines. Mm -hmm. She died at 73, but never touched her 401k. Now Fidelity says I can't touch the money for many years to come. I am 30. Um, update. Sorry. I know 60 seems like not a lot. So it has 60K in there. Um, and sorry. I am 30... Is there a way to access the money without increasing or incurring heavy fines and fees? I believe they said it would come out to almost 40% in fees. So I don't know. I mean, if, if you're inheriting this and it's a 401k, you shouldn't have this, right? So I don't know why fidelity. So maybe your mom's will says that you have to be a certain age. Maybe something's happening. Um, if you are a non-spouse beneficiary, you can leave the retirement savings in the inherited 401k and take all of the money by the end of the 10 years after the account owner's death. Okay. You can withdraw it at any time, but you must withdraw all the inherited assets by the end of the 10th year. This option helps spread the tax liability over several years. There are certain situations when beneficiaries beneficiaries are exempt from the 10-year rule if the beneficiary is a minor the 10-year rule does not apply until the minor attains the age of majority which would be 18 right also if the beneficiary is disabled or chronically ill they are allowed to spread the distributions over their lifetime under the old distribution rules that existed before the secure act came into effect so the, this person that inherited it from its their mother yep um has 10 years to withdraw these funds not they can't withdraw them until they retire or whatever the situation is that yeah. Fidelity told them. That's an outright lie. Yeah. Or maybe Fidelity is just whoever they spoke to there doesn't know. Um, but they're not allowed to leave it in there for more than 10 years. Yeah. So their best bet is every year take a disbursement so that by 10 years it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And what I would do with that is roll it over into a Roth. That's what I would do. Yep. Unless you need the money. Well, let's say, and they said they needed the money. So, um, and yeah. if you need the money, yeah, you're going to pay penalties on you're, it. You're going to pay tax. That that's life. That's why they're saying, if they take it out in one lump sum, yeah, they're probably paying forty percent. Right. But if they spread it out over ten years, they're probably paying less. Yep. So, and I think that's the the best option is just you know if you if you absolutely need it, then pay the forty percent and be done with it. But if you can let it gain more interest over the period of time, let it do that. So schedule it. Um, you know, my thing would be to um, 
you know, talk to, talk to the bank itself, you know, and say, Hey, what would it look like to withdraw? Um, 10% penalty and, or, you know, what would it over 10 years and how would I be able to do that? So did you get off of that one? I did, oh. but sorry, I, I couldn't find it though. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, say, Hey, put me on a payment plan. So that way, and then pay the lump sum at the end of the 10 year period. That way you're gaining, gaining more money throughout the entire time. Um, I have no idea how I, I can, found that. One. I can find it. No, it's gone. <laughs> so you think it's good? Well, yeah. Do you have a Reddit account? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because you're just on Reddit here. Oh, there it is. So no, you don't. Oh, I have a Reddit account. You're not signed into. Oh, it. is that the problem? Yeah. So I don't think I can get back to it. Oh well, they will not hear us. Our answer. We'll we'll figure it out. Um. So back to 401ks. Current job doesn't match 401k contributions. As the title states, my current job does not do 401k matching as it's a small family-owned company. They said they're working on it because business has been increasing, but no timeline has been given. Is it worth it for me to still open a 401k or what other options can I do to maximize my savings? My last jobs had matching, so this is new to me and I'm not sure the best path to take here. Money is tight, so I want to keep this to just one type of retirement option. So that's why I'm asking if it's worth to put money in the 401k or if there's a better option I can take. Uh, Nick, you and I are both going to say the same damn thing, aren't we? Yeah. Betterment. Betterment. It's the best way to do it. So um, it, it's a, it's just a better option because if they're not offering you, it's great that the company has a 401k. Yep. Because they are offering you a vehicle for retirement. They just don't have the money to also help fund that, which happens with a small business sometimes. But what you need is you need also a company, you know, or a, a place to put your money that can help you get money for retirement. And that's what we're looking for here. So take that money, put it into a Betterment account, whether it's a Roth or a straight IRA or just their investment account and ride whatever you need to, you know, for your monthly payment. Yep. Mm. Um, I say let's, I like this one. This could be fun. Um, all right. I am thinking of taking out a personal loan to pay $15,000 in debt. Ooh. Currently, I have eleven thousand in credit card debt, three thousand in an auto loan at twenty nine percent APR for my credit cards. I think it would be smart to take out a loan to pay it all off. According to Credit Karma, I have a great approval rates for a loan of fifteen thousand dollars at nine percent APR. Okay. My credit is around seven forty. Currently employed, so my question is: Is it a good idea to take a personal loan? I know. Community encourages people to consider consolidating your debt with a 0% APR credit card first before taking out a loan. I mean, if you can, great. Yep. If you can't, I mean, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, my question is, why are we putting the car into this loan? Because I would have to hope that your car payment is not at 9%. Correct. So I wouldn't even suggest touching the car. Yep. But if you're paying 29% interest, anything is better. I mean, that's 20% lower. Right. Right. So get the, get instead of doing 15, which I don't know why they're doing 15. Granted, they could be rounding down, but it says 11 and three, which is 14 to me. Right. And then you're saying 15. So, um, you know, I guess if they're approving you for 15, you don't, you know, you don't need to take 15. Fine. Then, you know, I, if they have to, if they're forcing you to take 15, great. What you're going to do is you're going to pay, you're going to pay that 4,000 right back, right? Just right. give it right back. It's not, you're not going to get any interest on that 9%. Just boom, pay it off. You yep. know, they might incur one month of 9%, but it's better than that. It saved you 20% off of that right away. Right. Um, so that's going to be the biggest key. Um, also, I think you uh, need to need to figure out why are we, so to me, it's always a deeper thing. It's sure you figured out a way to consolidate this, but why are we $11,000 in credit card debt? Mm -hmm. Because 
you know, now if we get this personal loan, I mean, have we actually, do we have enough money to pay this? Are we doing the right thing? No matter what, you're going to have to do it. So that way you can lower that payment. Um, you know, I, all right, sorry. So 11, $11,000 times 0.9 is 31.90 divided by 12. So $265, right? Monthly. Now, if we go to 11,000 times 0.09 is 990 divided by 12, we're $82. So literally you're, you're cutting it into a third, right? I mean, it, it's just, it makes perfect sense to do it. Um, you're less than a third. So um, you'll have, you'll have 200 extra dollars going towards your payment. And if you're making your minimums, then now you're going to excel your minimums and you'll have that thing paid off in no time. So to give you the answer, yes, try for a 0%. If you can't get it, I mean, they're giving you a 9%. Yeah. Take it and fucking run, right? Absolutely. Your car, as so to reiterate, your car, I'm assuming it's less than 9% interest. So keep the car keep payment the car going and, and do that. All right, Nick, I know your answer to this one, but yeah. I ask it anyways. Has anyone here successfully edited their timeshare? I know I'm stupid for falling for it. Trust me, my spouse and I regret it every day. So please don't say that I was dumb or I should have known better because I don't need that right now. And I already know that I was dumb. I just want to know if anyone has successfully exited their timeshare, what methods did you use? Any resources you recommend? I'm so scared and we need this massive burden out of our lives. There's so many timeshare exit scams out there too thank you in advance i hope someone can help nick who would you tell them to talk to bucks and brews <laughs> um and then bucks and brews is going to send you to tug uh which is timeshare user group yep brian uh, at timeshare user group is fantastic. the fucking best and i mean i find myself on there randomly yeah. now like looking up of course trying to find something cheap yeah. like last minute and but uh the website again is it Tug, is tug2.net. Yeah. Okay. They're a .net. They, they started so long ago and there's forums, there's things. They're going to help you get out of it. Also, right. I mean, they're going to walk you step by step on how to get out of this. Mm -hmm. You can, there, there's a million ways to do, I mean, not a million. There's one real way to do it for each individual company. So figure out which one you have and they will walk you through exactly how to do it. Because, you know, some of them are, you have to mail specifically, you know, this way. Some of them you have to call and do this, but find out what you own, go into that forum. They will give you the exact thing. So it's tug2.net. Um, I'm actually going to look up our episode and link it in the, uh, in the thing there in the subreddit yeah um oh this one could be fun for me how how to transfer my personal debt to my business debt Ooh. i'm looking for ways to transfer my personal debt to my business debt to provide some context my llc is relatively new just six months old unfortunately i accumulated debt of over ten thousand dollars on my personal credit cards due to business expenses. It's crucial I pay the pay off though these cards ASAP for obvious reasons. There is some good news to share as well. I recently received a cash investment of 20,000 for my business in total. We have received approximately 50,000 in investments including 20,000 including the 20,000. Currently we have a little over 20,000 in our bank account. Now my question is consolidating my LLC's age. Oh, sorry. Uh, my, now my question is, considering my LLC's age, is it possible for me to leverage the most recent $20,000 investment to obtain a low interest loan or credit limit that can be used to pay off my personal credit cards? If so, what are my options in achieving this? Thanks in advance. Okay. So your LLC is six months old. Mm -hmm. And the answer to this is your accountant is going to teach you how to categorize your expenses. So you're going to have to have your receipts for your $10,000 that you spend mm -hmm. because yeah, you didn't establish your, your LLC, but it was all business expenses yeah. to get, because let's just say, right. 
you pay $50 to get an LLC, technically you pay that before your LLC is there. You still write that into your business. Um, you know, you telling me that you have $20,000 20, in your, your bank account um, and you have 10000 in personal, to me, I don't know why you're not just paying this thing in cash and being done with it. That really, I get, you know, it, if you have growth and development that you're trying to do, sure. Um, but so I guess if your idea is, is, hey, can I do this? The answer is yes. Now, say, so, sorry, your question is, can you take the 20000 investment to obtain a low interest loan or credit limit? I mean, you can open a credit card in your LLC's name, um, get a business line. Really, it say yes, being young doesn't really matter. I mean, it's how you build it. They'll, they'll probably give you a small two five thousand dollars start type thing um but again what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to categorize everything so this is if you're if you're an actual business right i get that you're an llc but if you're an actual business not because anybody can have a llc let's be clear about this um we have one here yeah but you're a business yeah no no bucks and bucks and brews right yes we we filed as an llc just in case yep and but uh you know in the eyes of the federal government currently we are you know, we're a hobby, we're a hobby, right? So we're, we're not going to be able to write off all of our losses forever kind of a thing. Um, until we make it big when we get our big betterment sponsor. Yeah. When betterment and, starts sponsoring and, and Bud Light starts sponsoring us. Um, so yeah, you, you really, really, this is a, this is an accountant question because they're going to categorize it for you. And then you'll be able to say, Hey, because it's not a transfer of your personal debts, but all it, now if that $10,000 is some personal stuff you're only allowed to do your stuff that was for your business so um let's say you bought shirts for your business but then you bought a t-shirt off of amazon i mean that amazon t-shirt you have to because when you get audited you will be screwed and they will officially write you for everything so don't do anything and say that it is i mean really make sure that you've used this right don't don't mess with the government when it comes to this so um yeah you don't want to get screwed go back to your go back to your files make sure you have your receipts for all this 10k and yes you'll have no problem doing this um so i i think i answered that pretty well i think you did okay so let's see if i can find another good one i'd say we do a couple more here yeah Oh, here we go. Is it possible to contribute to an HSA without an employer as long as you have a HDHP? Ooh, that's a David question. That is a David question. So let's break down what all these acronyms are. So is it possible to contribute to a health savings account without an employer as long as you have a high deductible health plan? So one of the main things to have an HSA, not one of the main condition to having an HSA mm-hmm. is it has to be partnered with a high deductible health plan. Okay. If you do not have a high deductible health plan. So I had an HSA last year. I do not have a high deductible health plan this year. I have a straight HMO. Yep. I cannot contribute to my HSA. Okay. I can use the funds that are in my HSA to pay for medical things, but I cannot put money into my HSA. Okay. Yep. So do you have to have an employer? No, I, you can get an H, a high deductible health plan on the marketplace. Yep. So as long as you have a high deductible mark or health plan, you can have an HSA and you can contribute to your HSA and get all of those tax benefits without having to have that plan through your employer. Yeah, no, and that's great. I mean, that's great advice because most people don't know that. I mean, mm-hmm. right. If, if you're not into the medical field and how that all works. So um, I, I think that's going to be their best option. Um, so $20,000 personal debt and would appreciate advice. Hi all. I inherited my family home after my parents passed away when I was 25. I was fine until I lost my job due to COVID. When my personal finances have been, and my personal finances have been out of control since then. I have roughly $20,000 outstanding credit card debt 
I also have 10,000 RRSP from my parents. RRSP? I don't know what the fuck that is. I'll look it up. Yeah, thank you. And the house is worth $200,000. Completely paid off. I have no savings. I am in credit card or I am in credit debt for paying the taxes and insurance on the house. The house is completely paid off. It is my only residence. I do not currently have a job. When I had my full-time professional job, this wasn't an issue of paying taxes and my own cost of living stuff. Uh, Sorry, it escalated quickly. My question is, what are my options for debt control? I was looking into bankruptcy, but I don't want my family home taken as repayment. And a consumer proposal seems similar. I am going to speak with an LIT licensed attorney. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, but would like to wrap my head around everything before I call so I can communicate better. Any insight would be appreciated. Um, okay, I don't know what an LIT is. Yeah, me neither. But I can tell you what an RRSP is. Yeah, let's hear it. Something that you and I should know. Okay. It is a registered retirement savings plan. Oh, okay. So, um, typically in Canada, we don't know all these acronyms. Sorry. This is, this seems to be a thing in Canada. Okay. A registered retirement savings plan is a savings plan registered with the Canadian federal government. Okay. That you can contribute to for retirement. So that's why we don't know. Cause we're not Canadian. Um, there's a whole lot of information there and I only tapped into some of your, your reading. Yep. So how about you start talking and i'll oh, so, jump in all right you know i you say you inherited it when you were 25 i don't know how old you are now um twenty thousand in outstanding credit card debt and maybe taxes you said you use this to pay taxes and insurance on a two hundred thousand dollar place i'm kind of calling bullshit that you like it, it's got to be multiple years right that's where i get the whole i don't know how old you are now but like so you haven't had a job for how long? Um, but you don't get twenty thousand in taxes and insurance off of one year's worth of payments, right? No. So there's more credit card, there's more credit card debt, right? I mean, I have you know a million dollar building and I don't pay twenty thousand dollars in taxes, right. you know, and I have one of the highest tax areas in in America here. Um, so you know, I if you ask me, um step okay you don't have a job i'm fine for twenty thousand dollars okay so the house is paid off you you have this debt i'm gonna it sounds like you're single uh because you didn't mention family anything like that um get a renter right mm -hmm. and that's gonna pay this thing off just like that so split the house um you know rent the bedroom you don't have to go get a job at that point right, right. um you know and it'll pay um also is say without a job you can't really get a HELOC I mean I guess somebody will do a 50% HELOC with for you um if you are in Canada things will be a little bit different but um really yeah get my my thing is is let's get some income right so yeah I, um, I do wonder how old this person is they said I, I was 25 right but now right you know was this are, are they 30 are they 45 are they 60 right and I have, mean a lot of that makes a difference so okay they're not working mm -hmm. but if they're not working at 65 it's way different than not working at 35 right well i say and this was um you know so yeah i it doesn't seem like it's going to be that long but i guess i would say you know if they're 25 it could be within the in the last year i guess or so and let's just say you're 30 now so you had all of covid because you lost your job because of covid so yep. we have three years worth um, from the beginning of COVID to now, so three years worth of debt, you haven't gotten anything. So if we divide 20K, um, that's just shy of $7,000 a year. And yeah. really, um, if that's all it takes to to make your bills, um, 7,000 divided by 12 is $583. You could rent a room for, and it, I don't know how big the house is, but right. somebody will rent it for 600 bucks a month. Now you're even, you got to eat do whatever you got to do but um you know you have another 600 for two rooms i mean that's 1200 now you you've ate you've paid all your bills and you're 
doing just fine. Yeah. So there, uh, there are definitely opportunities. This one, this one's really, really easy for me. Yeah. It's just, Hey, either a go, go get a small job to pay this back real quick or get a renter or yeah. two in there. Um, heck, I don't know if you, you're 25. I don't know if you have a friend that you can go stay with or something like that. Rent the whole house out for however much it could be, because, you know, I mean, you, I think you'll do just fine. You, know? you can rent a house out for you, even for cheap at 1400 a month. Yeah. I say, you know, everything depends on area and stuff like that, but let's just say it's the, you know, the 1% rule, right? 2000 bucks for the house in the area that you're in. Um, just kind of, kind of look at it that way. Hey guys. Yeah. I feel like I fucked up big time Oh, and I don't know what to do. I don't know. So I was planning on paying in full for my aligners up until I left my specialist talk my up until I left my specialist talked me into taking a loan with Allegro credit. I was the typical idiot who didn't look at the reviews because I felt so rushed and now I'm seeing reviews. I've tried to make a payment today and I don't think it's going to end up going through. I'm not sure what to do, but I'm stressed out and I can't really find too much on them besides their reviews, meaning that probably most people do a background check on this type of stuff. I'm 19 and I haven't been able to ever say no because of the things that happened while I was growing up, but this is my wake up call to grow a backbone. I'm also certain that there are a lot of grammatical errors in this, but I'm not able to try and figure all of that out right now because I'm so anxious. I'm guessing aligners is something with teeth. I would assume. Um, and absolutely, you should never enter into any loans without knowing full details. Um, and the fact that your dentist, I'm going to guess, um, kind of pressured you into this is is not great. Right. It's just not great. I say they're doing it because they want the sale. They do. And, and not really explaining to you what's going on. Um, there are several ways out of this. Uh, you can always go get a loan someplace else and pay this one off. You could roll it over to a credit card. You know, if as we discussed earlier, find one that has 0% interest with a balance transfer and just transfer that right over to that credit card. It'll give you a year to pay off that money. Um, so there are options out there. Yeah, and I say, don't say if somebody's forcing it upon you, it's not something you usually want, right? Correct. That's called a sale. Yeah. Um, let's say, and you know, figure out what's best for you, but don't don't go taking high interest. Um, kind of goes back to an episode that we were on. Yeah. So, would you hire someone with personal debt? Okay. Hi, all. Blank here. Please forgive me for this dumb question. I'm starting to look for my first accounting job. If you're hiring someone and run a background and credit check on them and see they have student and credit card debt, how much does personal debt weigh in your decision on hiring? I currently have student loan debt and about $16,000 in credit card debt, but have a lengthy lengthy credit history. I'm 38 years old with a credit score of 765 on Experian. I'm planning to get rid of this. I'm planning to get rid of it this year, but in the meantime, I don't know if it would reflect poorly on me. Any advice? I think the only cause, for, you know, to pause would be the fact that you're looking for an, a job in finance. Mm -hmm. um, and it's possible that an employer would run a, you know, credit check on you to see if, if you know, you might be a risky um, employee yep. for their finances. But at the same time, me, I, I know that many people have debt and that doesn't necessarily tell me whether you're good with money or not. So I, I you and I have had this conversation several times over the last few weeks of, of it, you know, 
and I don't know if I've said it to you this way, but imposter syndrome. Yeah. I have a lot of imposter syndrome right now because, you know, I, I have these medical bills that have to be paid. And unfortunately, I don't, I don't have the money to just pay them. So I'm making payments on all of them and it's no interest. So it's not like it's costing me money to take time to pay these. Right. But because of the financial person that I am, I, I, I feel like I have imposter syndrome because I tell everybody, you know, be fiscally responsible. And I'm sitting here not fiscally responsible all of a sudden. And, and it sucks. It's a shitty position. But does that mean I'm not good at finances? I, you know, the common sense part of me knows that, yeah, I'm still very, very good at finances. I'm just not at a position where I can pay what I want to pay on these bills right now. Yep. And, you know, same with this person. They have debt. They know they have debt. You know, if they have a credit score, what do you say? Like 775? Yeah. So 765 credit score tells me that they're making their payments. Mm -hmm. Um, They're making them on time. They're probably paying more than the minimum. Yep. So they're still being financially responsible, even though they have debt. And and say and you know one thing they said is their goal they're going to have it paid off this year. So my other advice is any company that you apply for um, will always say, "Hey, like there's always a sheet that says just to let you know we pull credit and or, you know we we pull credit and look into your finance history." Like no company can, no company can legally your credit pull, pull your credit without telling you that this is what they're doing right. so really and, and you know you're in such small debt compared to and you know of course everybody's in student loan aspects of things but um you know no no company no company can do it without it so go and apply and do all this and then if you get to like this dream job sure but i guarantee when they look at it and they're going to see that you've been paying mm-hmm. and as you said you're one year from getting this thing paid off like this year so you'll you'll have the opportunity to sit and explain, hey, this, and if you just lay out your whole budget for them and go, hey, this is how I'm doing it, <laughs> you know, like they're gonna go, oh yeah, you definitely know what you're doing in this accounting aspect of thing, right? Um, you know, so I I personally would not worry about that in any way. I think this is a great one to end on. Okay, because it's right up your alley. Oh, I love it. Is the housing market too overvalued to buy right now? I purchased a small house in a not great area three years ago. Okay. I have a 2% mortgage on it. Good for you. I'm looking to upgrade a bit to something slightly larger in a slightly nicer area. But I'm a, but I'm a bit spooked by the high prices and much, much higher interest rates. Mm-hmm. I would appreciate the internet's opinion on whether now is a horrible time to buy. Obviously, this is a should I time the market question. Edit. I can comfortably afford the alternative home while still saving and investing responsibly, which that's great knowledge to have. That's yeah, that's helpful. That's huge. Yep. So I want your thoughts before I say anything because this is up your alley. Sure. Um so your the, the last part literally just hits right on the head. You can afford it. Okay. Yes. Um can afford it and still put money in savings and investing. and investing right so here here's what i look at um you're going to sell the place that you bought for fifty thousand for 150 let's just say right i'm making up numbers because yeah. you said you're in a low area and you're in a high um and now it's worth more so you'll you'll have a hundred thousand you're going to take you've lived there two out of the past five years so you don't have to pay the taxes on it um but really i mean the best thing you could do is pay off that next house if that's your goal. Um, and so just take that and plop the hundred thousand dollars on the next house. You are going to be four times higher. Um, but I think, you know, you, you said, we always bring up uh Scott, right. Is the yep. one that, that always says it. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you buy it in the high market, right. And it goes lower, are you planning to move? Probably not. No. Are you selling the house? Probably not. Okay. So it doesn't matter that it's going to become lower, right? Because I mean, the value of it's going to go lower. Sure. But you're in an area that you like, you can afford it. Everything. There's so many perks to this next jump. So my opinion is, right? Sell that low one at a high, buy the next one at a high, but it'll go low, but it'll go high again, right? I mean, it, 
the the real estate economy ebbs and flows. Yep. So when you're buying high and buying high or selling high and buying high, it's the same and you can afford it, right? Now, if you think that there's a chance that you are not well established in your job and things like that, and if it's going to get tight, but you're telling me that you're being able to invest in savings and retirement. I mean, that's two huge things for me. Um, you know, I, I personally would tell you, Hey, keep it at 25% of, you know, your, your, uh, income, um, and, and then go with it. So my opinion is, yeah, go buy in the, go buy in the nice area, go get yourself that you can afford it. You've earned it. You've done it. And, you know, if, if it was me, hell rent out the, rent out the house. But, um, no, you know, I mean, if you're going to make a hundred K let's just say, uh, you're not going to make that in rentals for a long, long period of time. So well, I'm going to throw in a caveat to this and then I'm going to hop on my soapbox because yeah. we know I love my soapbox. Um, yeah, you, you get it right now at 8%, Yep. but in three years when interest rates drop yeah. to let's say four refi, yep. no big deal. Cost you four grand or yeah. three grand and you'll be fine. Um, you know, and, and because, so if the market tanks, when it tanks, whatever happens, we'll talk about it in another episode. Um, interest rates are going to drop it, it, it. You look at history. This is what happens. Um, you know, they're sure. Unless the market stays tanked and they keep raising interest and everything just goes complete. But um, I don't think that's, again, this is an opinion yeah. on what it is, but if you're telling me you can afford it and you can do it and you've run the numbers, you seem like you have a smart head on your shoulders. Like, yeah, go do it. If it's tight, don't do it. Right. If it's, oh, I can, I can, but if you're telling me you're, you're still doing your investments that you want, you're going to, you, you seem like you've run the numbers. I would personally sell the house, put the offer in, you know, and, and buy the next house. So, so soapbox time. Yeah. Uh, inflation is much more under control than it was two years ago. Agreed. My, and of course they're talking about a couple more raises of interest rates in yep. the next, over the next couple of years. Um, let's say over the next little bit, but yes. And so I'm looking at this, you know, as, as somebody that gets annoyed easily with bullshit. Mm -hmm. And the question that I ask is if inflation is mostly under control and the majority of inflation, we can tie back to corporate greed. Mm -hmm. What is the benefit of raising the interest rates more? Uh, the truth. Oh, I want your truth and then I'll give you mine. <laughs> Say the, the the truth is to make America poor, right? It is to pay back the the debt. You know, the way I look at it is you're paying back the, the 2008 loans that we wiped all the banks out for, right? You're getting to this. America has too much cash for their middle. There's no middle class, but right. The people that are in the upper class working class. Yes. Right. You has too much money right now and too much power. Yeah. And so they want to get you to that poor aspect of things. So, and, and that, that brings me to my point. The mm -hmm. only reason to do this is to trigger a recession. Correct. And we've seen so many executives lately go, we need a recession because the recession will put workers back in their place. Yep. And that's the only reason interest rates are still as high as they are. And I want to take fucking Jerome Powell with the Fed and I want to beat the shit out of him because there is no good fucking reason to do this other than to hurt the American people. That's exactly it, right? Um, you know, it, to me, you're, you're just trying to kill the economy mm -hmm. because um, <clears throat> I don't know what the exact reason is, but this is how it feels, right? Mm -hmm. This is what I'm seeing. This is... Mm -hmm. You know, we we have inflations, and so you're you're paying out too much. Is that what's happening? Right, you're you're frustrated with it. Um, you know, eight percent is it's never been in my I mean, never been in my lifetime. Right, um, sure. Was I spoiled for the past ten years? Yeah, one hundred percent. But um, you know, there, there is so you know I've heard so much, and we'll have another episode on this, right? But you know, uh, there's going to be a couple more bumps, and and then we'll. You know, I, I, some of the economic people I've talked to, um, you know, say we're going to go into five and a half in the next two years. Right. So um, to that person again, uh, you know, when it comes, when it hits the five and a half, right, do it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not a, say if you go from eight to seven. Yeah. I mean, I'm 50, 50 on if I do it, but if I go from eight to six and three quarter, oh, I jump on it. Right. So I'm, I'm about a point and a quarter every time I do a refi. 
So um, I enjoyed this episode. I say I do. I do always love answering Reddit questions because it gives you a nice variety of different things people are going through. Yep. And I wish we had all of the information, but you know, sometimes it's fun to just speculate. Yeah. So uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we had fun reading them. Uh, Say as always like subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, We will be back with you in no time. Yeah. Thank you for joining. And if you have ideas, please let us know because we love answering your questions as we just proved this entire episode. That's a fact. Talk to you guys soon. in to box and brews you might hear something you can use like tips on your cash or tips on the suds you're gonna want to use the smarts of these stuff because they know the brews and they know the box and they know they can't help the stubborn fucks so listen up because shit's not funny and save yourself some beer money bucks and brews bucks and brews and brews bucks and brews